Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up Sequels and Reboots podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to be pitching you a sequel or a reboot to 1978's Halloween based off of our decisions from last Friday's episode on if the movie even held up. I think I'm going first on this one. Yes. Excellent. All right. So I'm going to pitch a sequel reboot. What? And I'm going to mash those together. Okay. We're going to call it a uh, rebootquel. Okay? Rebootquel. Rebootquel. That's what we're going to call it. Okay. Terrible name. That's fine. All right. So here we go. So Laurie Strode is back. Right? We're 45 years later. Laurie Strode is back. She's now the principal of a local high school. And this is going to take place over a week. The week of Halloween. A week? Yeah. We might even call this movie Halloween Week instead of just Halloween. Mm. Just to separate it a little bit. Halloween Week. Because nowadays people don't celebrate Halloween as like a single day. They're celebrating the weekend before, the day of, days before, weeks after. People love Halloween. That this is true. And especially in high school, like you have a, if you're going to have a Halloween dance or a Halloween anything, it's never on Halloween. It's always like the weekend before or the week of or something, right? So this is going to take place over a week and it's going to follow a new group of teenagers who are being killed by Michael Myers and Laurie Strode must figure out who Michael Myers is and try to stop everything that's happening before it goes too far. Because it's reminding her of what happened to her in 1978. Sounds eerily familiar. It is. So they did a lot of this stuff in like the new Halloween sequels. But I think they just got way off track quickly. They had some stuff that really worked. But 90% of all three movies were trash. And they just didn't make sense. So I'm, I'm knocking that all out. Putting my own spin on it. And taking some of the stuff that I liked. Okay. So, in my movie, there's a group of girls and boys who are, you know, high GPA, they're student body presidents, they're... uh, Overachievers. Yeah, dance committee, all that stuff. And that's why they're close to Laurie Strode, because they have to work with her to get stuff done around the school. Now, one of the girls of that group is going to be our final girl. Okay. And her dad is a book author who is writing a new horror book and he needs inspiration so he goes to visit michael myers who between anyone can do that well yeah i mean if you're a famous author you can do whatever you want (laughs) they can they got money they can make it happen so he goes to visit michael myers because between that movie and this movie michael myers was caught he didn't disappear at the end of 1978's movie he just started running away and got caught so they put him back into an asylum. So the author goes to visit him. Do we get to him. see that or no? Like no. Like a little flashback? No, no flashbacks. We just kind of, we understand that's what happened because we're not idiots. And we're going to treat our audience like they're smart. Okay. So that's what happens. So this author goes to visit him to get some inspiration. Even though, like, you know he's not going to talk to him because Michael doesn't talk. But it doesn't matter. Maybe just seeing him will help him write this new novel. So he goes and visits him. But while he's there, Michael attacks him and starts, like, just grabbing him and choking him and, like, squeezing him. And because Michael is evil personified, we're going to lean into that a little bit. 
He's a little supernatural, right? And what happens when he's attacking them is he transfers his, for lack of a better term, his evilness <laughs> into this new guy, into this author. This author gets to like see what he saw in 1978 and have that, that compulsion that he had to kill his sister, to kill Lori's friends, to do... He gets that compulsion now. So now we've created a new Michael Myers for this generation. And then the guards all kill Michael Myers. Or so we think. He may or may not be dead. We're going to leave that ambiguous in case... Team up. In case we want to do a sequel where we might be able to team these guys up. So this author is the dad of one of the girls of that popular group that we met. And we never get to see his face because I want to leave it open. Like... We don't know who Michael Myers is. That's what's scary. But because he's the daughter, he's the daughter, he's the dad of one of the <laughs> girls there, he gets to hang out around the school, pick her up from school, be there for things, you know. But Lori starts noticing him around, and it's just a little weird. She, he creeps her out. She never gets to see his face. Every time she thinks she's going to see his face, he turns around, and we just catch the back of his head. And it's just unnerving to her. And Wait, then is he wearing a mask now or no? No, 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 not yet. He only wears a mask mask when he kills. When we just see him in the distance, it's him. But it's always like the side of his face or he's completely blurry so that like he's out of focus and we can't see his face. Mm. Until he starts killing, then the mask goes on. And he starts picking off the friends one by one because one day he sees them all talking to Lori and he doesn't like it. Because that feeling from the old Michael is still there. So he starts picking off that group of friends one by one. And Lori goes, oh crap, it's starting again. And she's basically the new Dr. Loomis. She needs to figure out how to stop it. How to put... She can't quite put her finger on it because he's not Michael. But why is he dressing like Michael? Why is he killing people like Michael? Why is she so unnerved by what's happening? And she needs to get involved. And he picks off these kids one by one until he gets down to the final girl. Okay. Who obviously survives because she's a final girl. And then we have Lori and the new final girl survive. And that's why I said we could always get a sequel if we wanted it. Where old Michael and new Michael team up to face Lori and our new final girl. Interesting. Interesting. So. And the reason he doesn't like this group is because they talk to Lori. And the reason he can get to them is because he knows them intimately. These are friends. These are his daughter's friends who she grew up with. He helped raise them. They've been friends for years. They've been to his house for dinner. He knows them. He knows where they're going to be. He knows how to get access to them. And he can pick them all off in Michael Myers fashion. Now, is he like super strong like Michael now too? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's basically, when he puts the mask on, you won't know the difference between old Michael and new Michael other than the fact that the mask is updated, and obviously the old Michael we saw get quote-unquote killed back at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Okay, so here's my cast. Obviously, Laurie Strode is Jamie Lee Curtis. She comes back. You have to have her. I have to have her. New Michael Myers is I don't care. As I long don't... as they're imposing? Vince Vaughn is like my, my pick here in my head, but I really don't care because... I don't know if you want to pay Vince Vaughn to never have his face on camera, but Probably we never not. need to see 
Michael Myers, the new Michael Myers. You don't even really have to hear him either. No, just the breathing. I want it to be just like the original. No talking, nothing. Just breathing. So, but I like, I like the figure that Vince Vaughn cuts. He's imposing. He's a big dude. He could do it if he'd take the pay cut. You think someone built like that is going to be a raider? Yeah, absolutely. I guess. He's a horror writer. Breaks break stereotypes. Well, he's also, he's a horror writer. He's a, he's a thriller horror writer. Not every writer looks like Stephen King. Little, little wimpy looking guy who anybody could beat up. <laughs> um, so I don't care who Michael Myers is because we never see him. Here's the group of friends. So we're going to start at the bottom and we're going to work our way up to the final girl. So there's a guy friend who likes our final girl and tries to get with her, but is never successful. She always turns him down because she just doesn't see him that way. So he ends up hooking up with one of the friends throughout the movie and that whole turmoil right there. But this guy friend is played by Christian Navarro, who you may know as Tony from 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I love him. He's great. Great actor. He needs to be in things. Let's get him in this. The secondary friend, because there's always the final girl, the best friend, and then the secondary friend. So the secondary friend is Iller, Isabella Merced. I, ho- I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, Merced. <laughs> but Isabella Merced. She's not been in a lot of stuff. She's actually the voice of Dora the Explorer. Ugh. And I think she needs to be in front of the camera now. And I think she'll add a nice little touch to it. And we can even get like a little inside joke then of like, they're leaving school. And she's like, where's Backpack? Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> I think so, that'd be a so... little too no- on the nose, but like. But the people who get it, get it. And it'll I'd be, be funny. I'd be so excited for that girl to get killed just because I have a personal hatred for Dora. Well, there you go. Now you'll watch it because you want to see what happens. <laughs> All right. Then we have the b- best friend's boyfriend. And that is Ashton Sanders. He was in part two of Moonlight, because Moonlight, the, the Oscar-winning Moonlight is broken into three parts, watching this kid grow up from a young kid to a teenager to an adult, this one guy. The teenager is played by Ashton Sanders. Okay. And he is wonderful. So good. Let's put him in things. Why is he not in all the things right now? So that's the, boy, that's the best friend's boyfriend. The best friend is Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay. That's I all I need her. to say. She's yeah. great. Put her in the things. Get her work. Love it. Shame that she's going to die, but I, that's fine. You know what? It's all good. And then the daughter, who is going to be our final girl, is Sydney Sweeney. The name on everybody's lips right now who's crushing it apparently in Euphoria. I haven't seen it, but I can. I only hear good things about her and her performance in the show. Apparently the show is really good, but her performance is excellent in this movie. Yeah, and I've never heard of her. She's also going to be <laughs> in the new Madam Web movie, the Spider-Man spinoff, which I'm stoked for because my favorite character of all time is Spider-Man. So she's going to be in that. I'm definitely going to watch it. I was going to say, okay, but that's she's a, why she's she an said up, this. Yeah, she's an up-and-coming actress who's got name value but isn't, like, top tier yet. But enough that people will go see it because she's in it. And she's really hot. So, like, her in a horror movie is going to make people want to come, come see it. Except I feel like your final girl isn't supposed to be that, like, smoking exactly. hot. Exactly. Exactly. Eh. She looks more like she should be the best friend who's sleeping around and gets stabbed while having sex. But nope. She gets to be our final girl. She gets to be the hot one and survive. Eh. Because it's 2022. We don't got to follow the tropes anymore. I guess. I guess. 
So that's my thing. We get a brand new group of kids, a new Michael, but connected to the old one because Laurie Strode is personal with all of these people and has to figure out what's happening. All right. I like it. I like it. I don't actually have bad things to say about it for once. <laughs> You're damn right you don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Though I right. do have a question. Yeah. Is it going to focus a lot about sex? Because no. the first one kind of didn't. And... No, it's... I mean, obviously teenagers think about sex, and so it'll be an aspect of it, but it won't be like everybody dies while they're having sex because with Michael being the father of one of the kids in the group, it would be super weird if he was busting in on people having sex and killing them because these are, these are kids that he has known since they were like five and yeah. I don't want to go there. So they I obviously, they obviously will hook up, but it won't be, they die because of that or die during it. I like it. Cool. All right. What do you got for me? So I am pitching a reboot because to me, the original did not hold up. Unfortunately, it had a few issues that if you really want to learn about them, go listen to our podcast back from Friday. Um, so I, for my reboot, I'm mostly focusing on fixing those few things that I just thought didn't work. So for me, the opening kill was awesome from the original one, just a little less nudity because that's just creepy that it's his sister that he's looking at nude, basically. Yeah, but that's what adds to his creepiness. Eh, totally unnecessary to me. That's fair. Um, I... Don't mind the psych scene. I'd rather them be in the psych center rather than driving to it. I just think it works better that way. But don't really need to talk about that. Just Michael has escaped. That's that's the main thing. We find out a little bit about Michael and Michael has escaped. That's where we cut to the school and we meet all the friends. Now, this is my big divergence here. I'm adding friends. I'm adding three new friends because one of my big issues with the movie was pacing and that we didn't really get to the kills until very, very late in the end. And there just wasn't enough of it. So I'm adding a few friends to kind of be cannon fodder at this point. So we get to meet all these friends who are excited for an upcoming Halloween party that Kendall's throwing that night. It is Halloween, of course. Who's Kendall? Kendall is one of the new characters going forward. Uh, I have Kendall, Ryan, and I'm bringing in Paul. Those are the three characters that are newer for this one, just so people kind of know. And Paul was Annie's boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Same, same issue. Issue. Same deal there. It's going to be Annie's boyfriend. Um, You know, they're all upset because Lori has to babysit. Ugh, quite the loser. That part stays the same. Uh, But the rest of them are going to get ready for this party. And it's going to be great. They're walking out of the school as they're having this conversation where they pass Michael's house. Now, to be teenage doofuses, basically, uh, Ryan kind of goads Bob into throwing a rock at the house. You know, trying to damage this uh, scary ghost house. Because no one likes this place. And, of course, he caves into peer pressure, and he does. Little did they know, Michael's in the house. He sees them throw a rock through one of the windows of this house, hurting the place that he loves. So as they break the glass, they run away. We get to cut to see Michael in like coming to the window being like, I see you. This is the main point of 
why Michael is going after these kids in particular. Okay. I felt like we didn't have enough of a reason in the original one besides just Michael seeing Laurie and be like, that's the one. There it is. So we get that part why he's not happy with these kids. That's kind of why he's going after these kids. As they're walking home, they kind of split ways with the boys. So it's girls go one way, guys go the other way, kind of just to get ready for these parties. And Michael starts stalking them. We get to see him throughout in the background, just kind of in those wide shots. You can see him kind of poking around. Every once in a while, Lori notices him because, of course, Lori has to notice him and be unnerved by it. She does tell her friends this, and they kind of notice it as well. And when they uh, eventually kind of come face to face with him, they do confront him. Mainly the other girls with Lori kind of being like, guys, don't don't do this. You don't have to. But eventually she caves as well to the peer pressure. Kind of is like, hey, get away from us. They get away. Thus, he's mad at her now, too. Um, this is where we would kind of cut to the psych doctor and police officer. So we get a little bit more backstory about Michael at this point, and we're seeing them trying to find and apprehend Michael. It's not them just hanging out at his house. They go there, but they realize he's he's been there and he's not coming back. Like, he's on the hunt tonight. So they're actively going out to kill, you know, find him. And then the movie kind of plays out similar, where throughout the night we get Michael stalking Lori and the friends, and killing the friends uh, periodically, kind of almost as if they're either getting ready for the party or at the party. He's stalking them and killing them one by one. Then sporadically, we catch up with the doctor and police as they're closing in, getting more information. And we go right into the ending is roughly the same because I actually really enjoyed the ending of the movie, except for one detail. Lori has to make the final hit. Lord, like we can still have the doctor come in, attack him. Um, he might not, he might not survive the night. Uh, but we do have to have the final hit be from Lori. He, Michael, still doesn't have to die if you want to leave it open. What do you mean sequels. final hit? So in the original, uh, you know, Lori's stabbed him with some, uh, with her a knitting, knitting needle, needle, a hanger, and a knife. knife. So she's done all this, and it takes the doctor coming in and shooting him with a gun for him to go out the window and kind of be, like, quote-unquote, dead until you look out the window see he's not there. So the final hit is from the doctor. I, I did not like that. I thought it took a lot of agency away from Lori. It made it seem like she's a strong female character until she needs this guy to come in and save her. So... It's just adding that, like, little bit there towards the end, being like, no, she had it. She got it. All right. And what's your order of death? My order of death would be probably the new people first. So, like, Kendall, Ryan, Paul, uh, Annie, Linda, and then Bob. Oh, so you switch Linda and Bob. Because in the original... Yep. Bob dies before Linda. That's what gets Linda dead. Because Michael sneaks up on her as Bob. 
Well, yeah, I mean, as a sheet with his glasses. Well, yeah, but that's why she's not freaked out, because she thinks it's Bob. Yeah. All right. I want him sneaking up on them, not necessarily like, I'm pretending to be Bob. Ha ha ha. Isn't this funny? So that's my that's my major uh, sequel bit. My sequel. My reboot bit. All right. Hit me with the cast. What do you uh, got? Like you, I don't have someone picked out for Michael Myers simply because we don't see him. So it just has to be an imposing shape, mm-hmm. basically. The shape. The yeah. shape. Um, I'm also going to go like lowest to highest, I guess. Um, starting with Judith, the uh, sister, who's the first kill. Who's in like 30 seconds of the movie. Yep. So it's weird that you're casting her, but okay. Eh. Elizabeth Gillies, uh, she's in De- uh, Destiny. Okay. Um, I have my newer characters of Kendall as Ella Belinska. She's from Charlie's Angels. I have Ryan. You won't know this one. Uh, Theo Graham. He's in the Fate, the Wink saga. How dare you assume I don't know someone? I don't know him. You are correct. But how dare you assume? Mostly because this is like the only thing he's been in, and I know you're not watching that show, because I am. Why in the hell would I watch that show? Because it's awesome. All right. Anyway, uh, Annie's boyfriend, I actually have as Timothy Chalamet. As Paul Rudd? We're just going to have Paul Rudd pay Paul? He still looks like he's in high school. Paul Rudd? Yeah. What? Yeah, because his name's Paul. Okay. Okay. So we're going to have Paul Rudd play Paul, because Paul Rudd still looks like he could play high school Paul. I just wanted to say Paul a bunch. Jokes. I get those. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, who did you have? I'm sorry, who did you have? (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. He he was in Dune. Yes, I know who Timothy Chalamet is. he's, He's got some good name recognition that would bring butts to seats, basically. I want to see him die, so yeah, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, basically. Not in real life, people. Don't take it so seriously. (laughs) I just meant, like, he dies in a movie. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I would watch that. Uh, For Annie, I'm kind of going to the well, my own personal well of Amanda Sternberg. I know I just used her, uh, but I think she's great, and I think it would be a a fun one, another one to die. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, For Linda, I have Anna Sophia Robb. Uh, she's in Words on Bathroom Walls. That's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I have a weird one. I have Will Poulter. We like to call him Eyebrows. Mm. He was a Maze Runner. He's going to be Adam Warlock. Yes, Adam Warlock <laughs> in the MCU. Yes. I almost forgot. Um, just because we needed someone like a little more of a jock, I felt like. You thought group. Bob was a jock? No, I just... All right, I so just, you're making Bob a jock. I'm making Bob a jock. All right, I'll tell you. For me, I feel like that character needed to be a jock. Okay. Uh, Is he going to have that weird line in the movie? I, what line? Where he talks about undressing a, a little kid? No, because that little kid doesn't exist in mine. Oh, thank God. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, check out the other podcast. You're going to be blown away by it. It's a terrible line. It, right. I can't Who do you got? Who, who else you got? Um, The doctor, I don't think you're gonna agree with me with this one but jeffrey dean morgan and you are correct i do not agree i i see him he's not a doctor doctor. i see him as a doctor you see him with those glasses and you think just hot doctor uh no he's the dude who beats up a doctor he's the guy who has 
a personal doctor. You He's are, not the doctor. He's the mob boss. You are so has, stereotypical in this moment. I am, Doctors can no. come in all shapes yes, and sizes. They absolutely can. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, not a doctor. He is to me. He, I think he could do it. All right. Let us know on Twitter at Does It Hold Up One Three if you guys think Jeffrey Dean Morgan could play a doctor. And you'll be agreeing. Yeah, with yeah. Me. We'll find out. Anyway, um, my final one, Lori Strode. I have as Jenna Ortega. If you don't know the, by her by the name, she was in the horror movie X, and she's going to be Wednesday in the upcoming Netflix show Wednesday. So she is up and coming. Boo. Why are you booing this? Boo. It's a really just pick. the Jenna Ortega part. Jenna, your last two just they I don't I don't like them. I don't get them. I mean, it's cool. For I, me, I understand Lori's that a lot of people have totally to be get that, it. Lori has to be that girl next door for me. Dude, she was in the movie X. Nobody in the movie X was girl next door. I don't know how you picked her out of that movie. The main girl from X yes. is definitely girl next door. No way. Yes. Nah. Definitely. All right. But I don't know. Your last two picks just don't get me. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I can't see it. Jenna Ortega, I think if you're going to have her be the final girl, you need somebody that's... Not super recognizable, but a little more recognizable than Jenna Ortega. I feel like she's about to be super recognizable. So you think this, when, what is it, Wednesday? Right? Yeah. But it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's going to explode? Uh, she's in, she's in, in a few more things upcoming. I, do I remember exactly what? No. All right. So you think within the next like year, she's going to become a, a name recognition? I think she can get there, but also think of Jamie Lee Curtis at the Halloween she was not a name at that point. But I she know was, she comes from a name, she but she came was from not a name. a name. No, but if you're like, hey, the daughter of Janet Lee, like everybody knew Janet Lee at the time. Yeah, but was that on the posters for this movie? I does it look like I was born in 1978 and can remember this? Yeah, but you know many movie things. No, it wasn't. But I'm pretty sure that was probably talked about before the movie. I was the daughter of the it. famous Janet Lee. From the psycho shower scene. Let's go see what this new girl can do. I highly doubt it, but sure. All right. I, you can't base everything off of the family. I can, and I will. <laughs> no, all right. Um, yeah, no, I like your I like your pitch. Uh, I'm cool with the more deaths. Uh, that's definitely your 2022 talking. It is. It is definitely my um, 2022 talking, although I want to keep some of that psychological thrillerness. In the fact of he's going to be in a lot of shots, not necessarily front and center. I no, want it's him gonna to be, be hiding, well, basically. You want to play Where's Waldo, but it's Where's Michael. Yes. Pause the movie at any point in time and Michael might be in the scene. Yes. Okay. And not always where someone can see him. It, it, I want it to be that the the audience is almost more aware that he's there than the people are. It yeah, see, I like, more I like that part. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate your pitch. Uh, I don't agree with some of your casting choices, that's but fair. that's, I mean, you're, you're I never going to get anybody to I try to, to go a little outside of the box with some of these just to be like, like I like some right. of these people and I think they should get the chance. So why didn't you go to your other well for your doctor and go with Matt Damon, who you want to put in every movie? I do want to put him in every movie because he's amazing, but I thought he would go a little too comedy. I don't know if I could see him in a horror. So you don't think he's a good actor? No, I think he's a great actor. So then why wouldn't you put him in your movie? Because I want to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan in eh, All right, role. that's a good answer. <laughs> um, because I also love him as well. I'm allowed to love more than one actor. You can't have more than one man in your well. 
that's a brand new horror movie coming soon. Man in a well. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Anything else you want to throw into your pitch? No, I think I covered it. As long as you're satisfied enough besides some of my casting choices. It doesn't matter if I'm satisfied. It's not my pitch. That's fair. As long as the audience is satisfied, tell me that I'm right. No, as long as it's your pitch. It's you. Are you satisfied with your pitch? I am satisfied with Trust me, the audience is going to be like, you're dumb. Even if they really agree because they just want to say that. I mean. Have you seen the comments we get on YouTube? I have. They're just like, no. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying no to. You're just saying no to say no. One person was like, I was like, here's proof about this movie fun fact. And they were like, I don't believe you. And I was like, dude, I literally gave you proof. But that's cool. (laughs) That's totally cool. Gotta love the audience. No, you guys are all great. We actually wouldn't be here without you guys. So we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. That's it for our Halloween sequel reboot episode. Please go check out the actual Halloween episode that came out last Friday. Let us know what you think about it. You can find us on Twitter at Does It Hold Up 13. Instagram, Does It Hold Up 13. TikTok, Does It Hold Up underscore between each word. And Facebook, Does It Hold Up. If you're not sure it is us, just look at the profile picture. We use the same exact theater screen that says Does It Hold Up for every profile pic. That way you'll know it's us. You can also, again, check us out on YouTube. We'd appreciate it. We got a lot of good content on there, and there's going to be some new content coming soon as well. In the meantime, keep watching movies. Bye.